0: This episode of Verbal Tap brought to you by NoGiBJJGear.com.
1: Use the promotional code of VERBALTAP15 to get 15% off of your order. Do it! It's the moment UFC fans around the world have been waiting for. It's time.
0: We have seen the conclusion of Sylvester Stallone's most boring work ever, called Fight Island. So boring, they tried to get Nick Cage, offered him a ton of money, and he was like, nah, script isn't deep enough. Couldn't agree more, which makes it time for Verbal Tap, the show that proves you don't need to know how to sail, even, to get to Fight Island, let alone anything like that opening scene in Mortal Kombat or Harry Potter. I am your host, (laughs) Kevin. With me, of course- Rap as far as a rep. Scale of one to ten. Did you think Fight Island was a success? Ten, or the world's biggest smokescreen of like, were you even on an island? One.
1: <laughs> it's not done, Kev.
0: I thought it. W- I
1: thought it was. No. I thought Dana was like, However, "Can't wait to get home on. and off this Abu Dhabi rock." On. That's funny that I thought this was the end. <laughs> you would be correct on one of those, and the one you're correct on is. At the very end of the interview with Karen Bryant and Dana White, Karen goes, oh, so you're getting on a plane out of here. And I go, he's what? And my first thought was, you don't get off Fight Island. This is like fucking lost. You stay here for all eight seasons. I don't remember. It might be six. Who cares? You stay here for the whole thing. <laughs> because I thought the whole purpose of Fight Island is that they go there And then they stay there. The whole purpose, you create a Fight Island. Dana was talking it up and saying, like, yeah, I think I'm going to have to live on Fight Island for a fucking week. Lives there for a week and a half. Fuck this place. I'm out.
0: (laughs) See, I thought I was the only one that was like, what a fraud. But before we talk about what a fraud they are. I want to talk about the exact opposite, and that's NoGeeBJJGear.com. Raph, com. You can call toll-free 1-800-320-2505. I personally hit the drop-down on men's BJJ and imagine myself in a tuxedo, heel-hooking someone in the kitten rash guard. That's just what I do. Raf, it's verbal tap 15, right?
1: Yeah, (laughs) good call, Kevin. Yes, it is verbal tap
0: 15. Thank Um, you. And hopefully you saw the sale promo and that they have some Batman rash guards. It's probably been years since you've re-upped your Batman rash guard. You know,
1: I've never had a Batman rash guard, (gasps) and I've been thinking about it. Um, However, uh, I ended up getting a couple videos, or not videos, a couple uh, rash guards uh, sent over to me from them, so I'm excited about that, but... I got to tell you, it took a lot in me not to ask for that one. And the one that I am getting, I guess, we'll see, is, uh, is one of a little French bulldog. And I was like, damn it. Oh. And, and Kelly looked at me and she goes, You are by law required to get that. And I said, yeah, I guess I am. So I when I get it, you guys will be able to see it. I think it's adorable. It's pretty cute. Um, We still haven't come to terms with if that's what you're supposed to wear. Like, is it okay to wear another dog when it's not your dog? I think that would be a a catastrophic uh, problem for people who want to make those things to get a whole bunch of Lucy rash guards and say, like, well, you guys, I mean, it's my dog. So you buy my dog because she's cute. Um, But we'll get to merchandising later. So, yes, Verbal Tap 15. Go on over. NogiBJJGear.com. Kev, there was a lot of fucking fights over the weekend. There was LFA that was in. Uh, New kids on
0: the block. Had a bunch of hits. Chinese food makes me (laughs) sick. And I think it's five. Girls top five for the summer.
1: LFA, right? That's, that's, That's LFO. Uh, As far as I remember, um, yes, but I do appreciate that song for force justifying a number of the worst possible references all in one. Because Mondays, am I right? Tuesday. (laughs) (laughs) It was not designed to be in a song, but thank you for trying to make it work. My friends, you songwriters, Kev, in addition to LFA, there was two fight islands and there was jujitsu over time. So I'm going to let you select your destiny here. Where do you want to go first? So I want to start
0: with the grappling events. No, yeah. I'm kidding. <laughs> 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 I just said there's a lot of people that to this that grapple. And it's like, shut up. Are you guys joking? I want to start with Fight Island, rap because to me, this had one of the the more signature fight endings on fight Island, but just looking at it, I see the Yaz Island on three events, the Usman versus Masvidal. Okay. Qatar versus Ege. Um, kind of a weird, just a, a heavy decision night, I guess is yes. the best way to put it. And then we have this third fight. And when Dana said he was leaving, I guess my mind was like, Oh, thus be the end of this painful experiment of something on an island but this time when i tuned in rep i don't know you pitch fight island and you're pitching something that is kind of high say like hey all i know everyone else is shut down but i'm about to put a fire breathing dragon up your ass on espn if you just buy this pay-per-view Masvidal is going to reach out the screen, and it's going to be him and the whole cast of Game of Thrones just fucking at the end of this fight. Like The way they made it sound was divine. Hey, you're going to get to see the fights, and then you're going to get to see us in the grotto after Adam Carolla's hosting the after party. (laughs) Look out. Someone's going to complain about local permits. It was so talked up and glamorized, and then it was just where they hosted these events. And well, in also, the end, it was the
1: same place that they hosted Khabib and uh, Poirier before. So, you know, we'd been there, done that.
0: Exactly. They weren't like coming up, fight island, two men leave, two men enter, one man leaves. Like, there, was, there wasn't a boat. I, I don't even know what to say. The NBA bubble seems
1: to have boats. I don't know if that's possible, but people found oh, a yacht. Where the are all the boats? Kevin, you are one of the only people who can speak both languages. So can you describe the differences between the NBA bubble, which, by the way, branding. Let's work on that.
0: And They tried to Fine call Island it a campus please. for a while. That was super that was- cute. <laughs> yeah, I can outline the differences. One of them is a professional organization, and the other one's just in Abu Dhabi <laughs> fucking around. You could tell this was, well, my government, even with my handjob relationship shakes with the Trumpito, um, is really being a pill about this whole, whole have live events situation. And this felt like a point, like, oh, I'll just go to Abu Dhabi because I, I just heard Yaz was an island. It's like, yeah, because you said you wanted fight island. The Saudi prince turned to somebody who was like, change the name. It's like, change what name? Change the name of this location. It's like it's been this way for years. It's like, put Island now. This was so lackluster and boring. I just thought some fights were going to be outside. I thought we'd have a campus versus the NBA where it's more like college. It looks like the University of Florida. That's not a compliment. I want to be crystal clear. J.R. Smith is running around both. They can't get Dwight Howard to put a mask on. Apparently, players are getting severely pissed about, like, some marquee players got suites and big rooms. Who knows what LeBron got? And they're all stuck on the same campus, Raph. That's the official NBA tagline. They'd like you to call it that. The bubble thing they've been trying to get away from for a while, unsuccessfully. (laughs) And they are also about to provide a product that's going to be watched by more people in 24 hours than all of these UFC fights
1: combined. Rude. Rude. Come on. That's, that's uncalled. So they have
0: testing is the other part. They have, they're continuously testing people. And they, they're kind of doing that at the UFC, but they're not continuously testing. I, it, to my understanding, you get tested when you
1: arrive for the fights and then you're good. Well, okay. There is five tests, apparently, that they have to take of some sort. Oh, that's um,
0: more tests than I thought, but sometimes they're calling tests my temperature was taken, and I'm not calling that a test, so I get
1: their version, but mine's stringent. Yeah, I do believe that Dana at some point just probably, like, winks and nods and is like, I'm fine. And they go, oh, fine, alright, get in here. Um, Kev, uh, listen, we understand. This is a weird fucking time. We are doing our best to understand that people are working under certain accommodations. And as I sent you a note today, at the very least, we don't look as bad as the NFL because the NFL coming down with that many COVID cases might have just bankrupt the entire sport of MMA. Like, that could have killed us. I don't know... (laughs) A hundred.
0: You are correct. If the, I can't even fathom it as I tried to do the math in my head. It was like, you're insinuating if the UFC lost a hundred. Oh my God. You're right. <laughs> Shit. Yeah. If the UFC lost all, the whole fight Island would suck. <laughs> so I, they certainly can't lose a hundred members of the organization for any period of time. <laughs> That's funny. I hadn't thought about what that would do to the total tonnage of the UFC slash how few... That would be a fun statistic, how many UFC fighters they they employ
1: per year. They would never release that. They're like the NRA with this stuff, but that would be interesting. (laughs) The other thing is, obviously the NFL has more players, more production, all that sort of stuff. It's just the NFL does a better job of sweeping their shit under the rug than we do. And because dana wanted to be the first it may meant that you were the most exclusive the most prominent version of a headline so anytime any times one person got it then it was like oh no then it would just go from one person to oh no their team got it how did that happen oh no all of florida's fighters have it yikes so it's a weird thing what can i tell you other than wednesday's main card You know, not the best. Um, Tim Elliott looked better than Ryan Benoit. And if you ask Gary Tonin, who was in Ryan's corner, uh, Ryan won that fight. I would disagree with him. But what do I know? Probably more than Gary, if I'm being honest. (laughs) But anyway, that's what I'm saying. Uh, There was a cool Darce joke from Kazmat Chimov, who I think they're trying to bring back in. But this is the one I want to bring your attention to. That's a little disturbing to me. Which is that uh, one gentleman, Abdul Razak Alassane, was disqualified for Fight of the Night bonus due to missing weight. As a result, a third Performance of the Night bonus was awarded. So that's sad.
0: I just can't get over the fact that I watched a video of a kayaker run into a great white shark today. Raph, I watch drone footage. Yet I've been on Fight Island for two weeks. Not a single shark sighting. Not one funny meme where Brendan Schaub gets out with just a shark thing on his back. Like, it's time for Fight Island, Fight Island. You never know what Canadian's going to do.
1: Sorry, what was your question? I'm, I'm still so mad. It's not a question. It's just what you're doing is you're trying to process what we were promised And then backpedaled on versus what we're seeing and what even the captain of the ship is backpedaling on. Now, my wife asked me this very important question, and I didn't have an answer for her, which was, is Dana coming back? And I said, "Uh, you know, I don't know. Maybe he went to go matchmake and he's coming back. But, Kev, if you left Fight Island, would you be going back? (laughs) No,
0: are you kidding? I don't know what Abu Dhabi looks like, but. That city probably already has a mask rule in place for alternate
1: reasons. And I really cannot imagine. I can just tell you this, Kev. When I saw that Dana was getting out of there, I just, my whole brain started to take a moment of wait a minute, why? And where are you going? Where do you have to be? What and rich realized... person festival is going on that you're leaving? <laughs> yes, Island. And I think he might be getting ready for Dana White's contender series, but who cares? You fucking stick it out there, dude. Because again, when I interviewed Gary, I asked him, I was like, how long do you have to stay there? Because originally, Kev, like I said, they were supposed to stay there for a month. Gary's like, no, I'll be gone like a couple days after the fight. And I think that's after everybody calmed the fuck down about self-quarantining. I saw one of uh, the coaches uh, basically saying, like, he had a 48-hour quarantine, which, huh? Okay. That's how long it takes? Like, that's how long you're not contagious for now? So the rules are kind of all over the place. It might be because they've gotten tested so many times that that is the the case here. <laughs> Either way, though, may I bring your attention to a couple things from the Saturday card? Yes, please. Okay. Uh, Davison. Brutal against joseph benavides who unfortunately loses his fourth attempt at a title and it was this one i saw actually so what did you think of that because (sighs) from my opinion it was very much oh hello davison welcome to being the new king of our division we thank you and carry on
0: but it looked like that thing, I almost sound like Stefan, like a thing you do. <laughs> it was very, very aggressive in the finish. And it was one of those things if I was watching a fellow jiu person finish anyone like that, I would think, what did that guy say or do with his elbow that pissed off that other guy so much that he appears to be trying to break his spine?" It looked like that, yeah. like it was just such an aggressive submission finish, and I get it because those guys. But this is that weight class, like to me, this is what the reason they punch each other. And I think, oh my gosh, this fight's over, and they're just like, nope, didn't even feel it. Hit me with eight psi of pressure, not enough. This kind of looked a little like that. Like I better torque this guy because he's uh, black belt at yoga. Yeah.
1: Was amazing, and. To his credit, you know, Joseph basically got on the microphone after, did an interview, and you would think that's maybe when you pack it up, and he goes, yeah, I'm really not going out on a loss, which I guess begs the question, uh-oh, well, what does that mean? He wants to fight uh, Uriah Faber. Sure, why not? Okay. Yeah. Even though I don't think they would do that, but I mean, hey, listen, winner gets we're all to get to their get
0: chin done first. Loser has to fight <laughs> one
1: more time. So anyway, very excited to see Davison uh, win that home. But yes, you mentioned a heel hook, and that is one Jack Hermanson. And I want to say this about the heel hook: the hardest thing to watch about it is watching Kelvin Gastelum settle. Instead of continuous moving now, granted, a lot of people can move and you end up having very bad things happening to you when you are in a heel hook. In his particular case, that stop and reset gave Jack Hermanson all the time he needed. And it was it was vicious, dude. It was sad. What kind of outside inside? So what it ended up being, I have to go back and look at the exact. Let me try to planet. it. Did he
0: uh, electric chair him into the crabs before uh, syphilis got a hold of his Samsung? How'd I do? It was, you know. Some of
1: those were things. Some of those were just appliances. (laughs) Got it. If somebody were using what you said as the instructions from an Ikea couch that they they needed to build, um, they might be a little confused, but they might get it done still. Is I guess, the best way to put that. However, I would tell you this it was outside from my recollection and it was just that Jack was saying afterwards, he was very smiley. So there was that, but Jack was very, very pleased and being like, yeah, my submission game is pretty good. So, uh, kudos. And yes, he's right. It is pretty good. I would also tell you this, Kev, there was a female knee bar that came as the result of a calf slicer. And it shook me. Because
0: one, you've always thought if Kevin was gonna kill me, he'd run up from behind, trip me, calf slicer me, be like, "It's time to play smear the raft," and um, or just because it looked that aggressive. Which was it? Was it the deep seated fear of me, or I don't?
1: I don't think it really has anything to do with you. So <sighs> okay, that's tough. There. Tough break
0: for me. But it sounds like an <laughs> awesome calf slicer.
1: Uh, it was a very good start to a calf slicer and that's a calf slicer that every once in a while I try to hit on people and I have some degree of success on. And the reason why it tricked me was I saw somebody basically mid calf slicer, eat it and just look back and go, all right, well now I'm going to take your knee. And all I thought was, Oh my God, I can't leave my knee like that ever. If I do that, someone's going to fucking do that to me. So it was a little, little nerve wracking on that side. And I would like to point out, so kudos to Ariane Lipitsky, but Raphael Fizev, we had a guest on that was asking who, who should they take or who should they go for? And I was like, you got to go for the Raphael. And they were like, why do we have to go for the Raphael? And I was like, just trust me on it. It's just the way things go, dude. You don't wanna You don't want to mess with science. And lo and behold, we were right. So that was what we had: Roman Deleeds getting a TKO by knee and punches, which was a lot of ouch. Um, Joe Alvarez uh, with a really solid guillotine choke on Joseph Duffy, and Amir Albazari, Alabazi, whatever. I'm sorry, with a really solid, solid triangle choke. Ooh. Mirror. Okay.
0: That's so why it's funny when it happens with the submissions. It seems like somebody gets a submission early. We got to start cheering for that. There's a momentum thing here. I haven't studied this and I'm sure none oh, of the statistics pass it off, which is not going <laughs> to stop it from being a hot take. I, actually, before I do that, I want to say I was watching ESPN early and you know what I forgot I love? When um, sports analysts and really anyone in the news does this too, start listing things they're not to make a point about things they just know about. It's like, look, I am not an expert in how these viruses spread. Look, I am not someone that understands necessarily how a group is persuaded to wear or not wear a mask. I'm not one of those people. So I lo- sorry that was one of my. I'm not one of those people who wants to give the UFC some feedback, but I wonder if there's a momentum thing to submissions. We got to get some data around this, Raf. If you get a submission in the prelims, does that just spiral?
1: Is it only Brazilian fight cards? How do we get it? I don't know, but that last Saturday card, uh, mm, there was a lot of people that I had to look up. I guess is what I have to say, and I was doing my best to kind of figure out who they were, and and uh, real time discuss a little bit about them, which is good. I like learning about people, but they were a little short on talent, and you could tell that they were stretching them for Fight Island, you know, UFC two fifty one card, and what appears to be a decent card this Saturday. So, you know, if you fell in between these cards, thank you for propping it up and. There were a couple fun moments. Again, seeing a heel hook, no one's ever going to complain about that. That's that's pretty cool and very rare. And um, I was laughing because I think someone else ended up getting uh, a heel hook. I, I interviewed a guy who was pretty close on getting a heel hook of his own uh, from his LFA fight, who fights out of Vegas. And he goes, "Yeah, um, the dude's knee was definitely popping, but he kept fighting through it." And, uh, you know, yikes. And I go, so did it make you feel better when you saw, you know, Jack Hermanson afterwards get a submission with the heel hook? And he goes, oh, that was pretty dope. Yeah. Wish I could have been that guy. Would have been two of us, but womp womp.
0: Well, Raf, maybe when he said popping, he meant like popping, 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 popping.
1: Or do you think the cartilage kind? ACL mm, damage? Mm, probably more ACL damage. And here's the good news. Um, Kelvin Gastelum Bummer. seems like he's going to be okay, though. Well, yeah, I mean, Kelvin's a tough...
0: <laughs> How many people shoot a heel hook at Kelvin? I, I will tell you, as soon as he did it, was like, that would be my strategy. <laughs> I don't want anything to do with those fists. <laughs> I
1: know. So, um, just to kind of fill you in on those things, that was um, that's kind of where we're at on those fights, Kev. Um, this do- weekend does promise to be better because it is... Bobby Knuckles and Darren Till. That seems a little bit better. And Who's Darren Till is doing his best. Is it going to try? Be, it's going to be more of uh, Bisping and. Well, I think it, yeah, I think they're still using the same people. And Bisping it, is really on a tear of getting into fights with uh, Dan Hendo uh, over this. I think they've they've stopped doing it as much, but they were basically bitching back and forth while he was on the air and saying like, "Man, Bisping is bad at commentary." <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, and Bisping was like, "Yeah, sure. eh, you, you would come after me with my one eye, blah, blah, blah. And they just yell at each other. And I like that people were like, he buried Dan Hendo Henderson. I was like, he didn't do anything of the sort. If anything.
0: Time buried Dan Hendo Henderson. <laughs> and I'll have you know, he was on season three of SEAL Team. So shut <laughs> it, haters.
1: Well, Kev, okay, maybe we should talk about this because I don't know. If season three of SEAL bridge. Team?
0: I don't know, Ralph. I think it's gonna feels like a waste of time right now.
1: So, this might be a misprint, but I'm counting here. one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15 fights on
0: Saturday. Holy shit. You're right. Look at this. Whew. Oh, wow. Okay. <sighs> I mean, for who? Because <laughs> this is the Sergio, <laughs> right? It, it is, because even when I saw it was Pettis, I was like, yeah.
1: Well, no. Okay, so this card is Bobby, Knuckles, and Darren Till. And the reason why I was bringing it up, Robert Riddick,er and, and Darren Till, is because Darren Till has been doing the best he can to say, hey, man, uh, it's only been gyps and dip. Uh, oh, here that's it is. my whole thing. I'm
0: sorry. I was looking at the wrong card then. <laughs> I Might was looking, looking at the younger other oh. Pettis. Yeah, I was looking at Melitore. Here we go. It's like, how is that not the... Because I'm looking at the wrong shit.
1: Got it! <sighs> so, on this one, you've got Whitaker and Till, which I do like as a thing, but he's trying to downplay it and saying, like, he didn't train all that much. And Robert Whitaker is on record saying this week, I hope he didn't, because I've been training my ass off, and I want to beat the fuck out of him. He's like, I don't trust him further than I can throw him. And they seem to be friendly, all things considered otherwise. But uh it seems like... Uh, Robert Whittaker wants to do that. Plus, this is the trilogy of Shogun versus Noguera, and Noguera says that he's going to retire after this one, and, uh, you know, cool. Then you've also got Verdum versus Gus-Gus, and Gus-Gus was saying that, you know what? A moment of weakness led him to retire. He was too emotional, and he says now he's here to stay. What say you? Gus-Gus? or?
0: Okay, I say, come on back, Gussie. Let's do it. He was emotional. I forget why he retired, but, you know, people that are giants, Raf, they live by a different code. And he, maybe he saw that Mauricio Shogun Hua was fighting on this card and thought, anything is possible. I can come back.
1: Space Jam 2 so, style. It seems maybe Dana is already back. So that motherfucker, like, how, how long do fights take? Are these old media videos that I'm looking at here? Because Jesus Christ, uh, I can't even get a read on it. So either way, this Saturday is the potential conclusion of Fight Island unless something happens and they shut down Nevada again. They're looking at it as a potential backup to go back there.
0: Why wouldn't they? Isn't that where they were doing the private events? And that even had some more panache slash it seemed a little easier to get uh, mostly sober Joe Rogan to. Mm -hmm. Because I will tell you, they should consider going. It seems funny to me that they can't even follow the simple equation that works, which Mm -hmm. is Joe Rogan is your most popular commentator. John Anik is probably your second most popular commentator Followed by some short thereafter semblance of whoever's left from shale to, I guess, I mean, I, I, I think Dom Cruz talks too much. I think he kind of does a little bit too much analyzing during the fight as though he's, he's never made a mistake kind of that thing, Mm. but holy good damn. Are they only going to bring in former UFC fighters to call the fights? Is that the only
1: thing they'll do? I think that's ESPN's. Uh, mode, and I think that that's also, they're starting to prep for if Joe wants to go. You can't make as much money as Joe Rogan does and not start to figure out your exit strategy for him, because what leverage do you have? Joe will give you more money, and he goes, yeah, that's cool, but do you have Spotify money? And they'll go, no, we're not going to throw that at you. We like you. Um, But meet the new Joe Rogan. Um, Michael Bisping! There you go. Well, that's not going to work.
0: Damn it. I do wonder if this helps them revisit some things because they've been kind of riding high with the Masvidal Uzman. You can tell they've surpassed expectations last month. That's why the bald father taking his foot off the gas. Maybe he also sees the light at the end of the tunnel for some other sports as the NBA mm-hmm. kicks up and some things spark in. I I really don't feel that strongly about those other sports, so it'll be interesting to see as it happens. But I can't believe he's leaving. Kind of how unfun this shit is. It's like you're just in Abu Dhabi mostly, right? It's kind of the problem? I, it just it was pitched as we're not going to have any problems, and they've struggled to make these cards happen. And I don't think that second card counts as a as a as a main card. I thought it was a you know. little lackluster. And They got by,
1: is what I can. Do you, tell you. want to talk and,
0: grappling? You you owe us a transition here. We've just yeah. I've just been shitting on Fight Island, even though we had some fun moments and it was great to have fights, regardless, including that submission. But you know, I'm just mad that I thought it was gonna be more go karts of any kind. You know,
1: I I wish I could give you more, but that's that's what we got on that. Yeah, let's talk grappling. Okay, over the weekend, that was the debut of. Jiu-jitsu overtime. Yes, that's right. Do you like game shows? Do you vaguely like jiu-jitsu? Well, you put them together, you know, you might not like that too. But here's the thing. It went by fast. It was a breezy event because it begs the question, what if people can't just stall the overtime? Fuck it, (laughs) just put them in overtime. And in its own way, it wasn't captivating as much as it was, oh, well, I mean, I am kind of bored, so I will watch this. I would say, without COVID, which, by the way, this was announced pre-COVID, really, before we were all on shutdown, because I saw it as a a promotional commercial that they put up at the last event I covered live, which was Combat Jiu-Jitsu. And that was back in March when we interviewed Tom Helpin, who, by the way, was promoted on this package, but was told at the last minute he couldn't get into the United States because, duh. Like, whenever they put these promotional packages up, all I could think of was, oh, he doesn't live here. Hopefully he trains every once in a while out of Florida. Maybe he's going to be there because that would be the only way I could see him. Circling around that sort of a thing, and they're like, "Oh, Tom Halpin's gonna be there." And then two days before, they go, "Ooh, he's not gonna be here." I go, "How oh, is that a surprise? <laughs> Wouldn't you bring him out a couple weeks before if you could?" But two days before is not a surprise. It is in the continuous realm of they will promote somebody on these shows that just magically doesn't make it there. Like it is an action movie where you wait to see who from the original title sequence. Makes it out alive. Anyway,
0: good watch. If only that was
1: also where we were at. Like, one
0: fighter left the island every time they lost (laughs) to her. Referee had a bad decision. It's like, get in the boat, you piece of shit. I don't want to hear from you again.
1: Oh my God. You're off the
0: island. You're fired.
1: Might have stumbled upon the best idea ever because they've been just mixing and matching half of these people since COVID. There's no real rankings. You can't convince me. The rankings make any sense given the fact that some of these guys are jumping ahead because they're healthy or that guess what? They were able to take two fights because fuck their lives. All of these rankings are wacky right now and people are jumping ahead who might not have had the time of day. Which, kudos to them. Great. Happy for them. But Kev... You know, we've always talked about the idea of doing a tournament, and you can't really do a tournament like you used to be able to do in the UFC in the early days, because that's just not healthy for your brain. But if they were smarter and had done a tournament style, I would feel much better, because at the end of the whole Davison, Figueroa, like, whole scenario, I go, oh, he's champ now. Yeah, I forgot all about that. I mean, I knew it, but I just forgot, like, when they handed him a championship belt, part of me at first thought, oh, is he just getting that for being a good sport? That's awesome. I want to get a fucking miscongeniality fucking belt. I'll take that. and Be like, oh. Raph's the nicest person here. Oh, Thank my you. God, you you have a
0: chance at that. I do not. <laughs> but damn it, I would love a belt that was like most attitudinal
1: outbursts. <laughs> Most irrational hatred toward Fight Island. You being like, there's not even a palm tree, you dick. I think it was because I
0: was so in. I was like, just when I thought Dana, I lost, he lost me. He couldn't
1: possibly be any smarter. (laughs) So, yeah, no, I mean, it would have been great if we had done a tournament. Anyway, jiu-jitsu tournament overtime. OT. Uh, OT. It was compelling in the sense that it went by fast. And some of the matches were still interesting to see. um, But for the most part, it went down to who you thought it would. It came down to Keith Gakorian and Ethan Krellinston. And there are some people who had notable performances. But it's a little weird when they all took the mats, especially at first. And when they brought them to the center and were about to do a coin flip to figure out who would get the first opportunity to attack or defend. They were kind of doing that warm up that you do before you have a big match. You kind of like... Shake things off and I go what are you shaking Anything off for there's nothing to get warmed Up for other than somebody's gonna be on your back I don't know what muscle you Need to stretch for that but It's probably not your glutes So <laughs> I think You're okay bud um, Let's see yeah It came down to Keith and Ethan and Ethan Ended up winning on you know Pretty much uh That's a good time. final match though Yeah I mean it was weird part Ride is, time already in overtime Ride time.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. And what's interesting is I thought this could be the rare opportunity because I think Star-Lord mentioned this. And he was like, oh, are they timing these? Like, are these for the two minute uh, stoppages in between periods? And I was like, I don't know. And then we saw, yes, it was. It was two minutes. And I said, oh, I guess this would have been the time where you could let him go. But then who knows how fucking long we were there. I will say one production note. After the first round. They put a 30 minute commercial for the last combat jiu-jitsu and I thought this doesn't need to go here. I'm not a I'm not in this mood to wait. <laughs> like once the event's going, you can take a 10 minute commercial break. That's fine. But don't try and convince me that these guys need that big of a break. Like it's not the full matches where you let the last guy go and then magically he might be in the finals. <laughs> oops, now it's like, well, you know, we spent about six minutes uh, trying to get off of uh, back control. We can give him ten minutes to break, and he's fine. Um, other thing to note, Grace Gundrum, uh, Danielle Kelly, we named that as the uh, grappling hour match of the week. I thought it was really solid, and at the very tail end of it, Grace wins by ride time and gets her black belt at the young age of 18 from Edgy Brush.
0: God. So, I will say, when I saw this, I had that moment where I was like, thank God. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was one thing when she could beat me up. When, wait, how old is she? She's, you said, 18 now? Mm-hmm. It was like, okay, well, it was one thing when she could heel hook me when she was 13, which she could have. <laughs> so, I remember right. watching her fight in EBI. And then at 15, it's like, well, she can't drive yet, so it's nice that she'd be able to just arm bar me from any position you could possibly think of. And electric chair me, which is a, I still don't fully understand. But it isn't good for your legs. Ask ask the hoist. So by the fact that it was eighteen and I saw the black belt, it was just like, Hell yeah. Number one, tough place to get a black belt, tough person to get one from. Tough sport to get it in. And by eighteen, mm-hmm. that kid. Woo. She's and as I saw it was eighteen, I was like, She's eighteen? Wow. Oh, that was fast. Because, you know, we've been watching her since she was 13, 14. It was just in a blink of an eye. It's like, oh, my God. Okay, she's not even 22 yet. Some people Mm -hmm. are going to get murdered in the grappling game. This girl's on their way to real wreckage in terms of is there anyone like that that's done that so far? Maybe Mackenzie Dern is the best (laughs) model. And if that's the model, awesome. Because she's a UFC
1: headliner. So. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, Grace is a unique case. She's obviously unique for the 10th Planet system. So they've let her build a career where she was taking out her fellow juvenile competitors growing up super quick. Then they started giving her a, a who's who list of people because they said, well, she's obviously murdering her own peers. Where do we go from here? And I thought her versus Danielle Kelly on paper was going to be a good match. Guess what? It was. And now, you know, we're at a place where she's going to be 18. She's gotten a whole bunch of wrestling training. She was doing that. She spent some time uh, really honing her craft there. I think she went to Iowa and competed at uh, that big wrestling tournament there. And I I think that she did pretty well. So it's kind of hard to really get a full assessment of, where she's going and even what it means because she's just this unique person in, in jiu-jitsu so you know she's trailblazing man and i think that's really really dope for her so congrats to her and obviously congrats to jm and, and zach her coaches um they they put a lot of time in helping her and i mean obviously there's more things to come but it's terrifying now to just to think oh right yeah Now she's going to have her black belt powers, which are going to come and who knows who they're going to find for her to have super fights and matches with. But it was an awesome, cool little additional moment that we got to see. But other than that, I would tell you this, Kev. I don't know that the audience, other than a passing COVID form of entertainment, were clamoring for this one. I think it's kind of like an in-between appetizer little thing. But I did notice a few people start to get a little testier in the bring back EBI. I did see a hashtag start. I don't know that it went anywhere, but I have seen more people aggressively start to say, yeah, yeah, okay, I see what you're doing now. Just give us it back. That's stop it. Bring it back. And we've been on that train for a while.
0: I don't recall why they I I know they said they were going to stop for a little bit, but I, I don't exactly recall why I can certainly understand it's a lot of work so so if you're you're moving at that pace but I, I haven't seen anything in terms of like them talking about bringing it back and so many places have taken their rule set maybe sometimes we
1: take that for granted but yeah it's been a while what ended up happening is they ended up getting more and more people doing those stall outs where they would just wait for overtime and it kind of became a little bit bloated and I think they ended up getting the same people over and over again. And I don't really disparage them for wanting to try new things, obviously. I mean, there was some appeal to jiu-jitsu over time. And you definitely had a lot of the right kind of participants in there. And especially when you say, oh, Keith and Ethan probably look really good. But that's also really good opportunities for like people like Spencer Moonmay And uh, he overcame uh, Frank Rosenthal in the first round. Um, you saw Elias Uh, Had a a really, really solid uh, showing as well. Um, And then over on the right-hand side, uh, Pablo Alfonso uh, looked really solid. He's a former uh, combat jiu-jitsu competitor in his own right. So you have all these people that they kind of figured, eh, we run the gamut. Maybe we should try something else. We saw the combat jiu-jitsu. It made a name for itself. It did its own thing. But now we've seen it kind of run its course because it's the same people over and over again. So, maybe with a regular EBI format, we could start building that next generation of people. It might be a UFC thing. It might be an Eddie thing. could be both, whatever. But I know, as a true jiu-jitsu fan, you've seen other people build off of the momentum that the regular EBI format seemed to be building. And then we took a deep stop, and I still don't think we've seen anybody take that baton and, and be as... Entertaining as that Because those spectacles were huge And indirectly You know the person who's making the best arguments for it In the dumbest of ways Is Gordon Because anytime Gordon lists his accomplishments And don't worry, it's on a copy and paste function On his phone whenever he's arguing With anybody He still makes mention of how many times He's won EBI Same with Gary These guys take pride in winning those things And they've built huge careers off of that so it begs the question, do you think that maybe we stifled other people from potentially building on their own names or brands, showing that they could consistently win a huge tournament like EBI all over again?
0: I would love to get EBI back. And I will say, as much as I enjoy a slap fight as, as the next, I kinda, I'm ready for some old school EBI. Some uh, some no slap jitsu. Uh, maybe Brandon could come in with a little wet willy. No, that's worse. Oh, it's not not in this era. Okay, my bad. No bad ideas in brainstorming except that one. I agree. Let's bring some EBI back. It'd be fun, especially imagine being able to get some pomp and circumstance around it. That kind of comeback that always is what Metamorris was trying to do. It's not a bad idea. People like a comeback. For example, that abysmal Baywatch (laughs) re-series. You and I did a movie episode. People should
1: go listen to it. Raph, what else did people miss? That's it. I mean, it was a busy weekend. I would encourage you guys to watch some of the LFA fights. Um, Our friend Leandro Gomez won. Uh, If you want to find an interview of a dude who ended up winning by an anaconda choke and find out more about Jordan, Jordan Levitt, Go listen to the latest episode of Grappling Hour. But, um, I mean, all in all, dude, it was it was a solid weekend of just, hey, listen, there's a lot going on. We're going to throw a lot of fucking events at you. This weekend will be the swan song, uh, maybe, question mark, of Fight Island. Let's see how it ends with all 15 of their fucking fights. <laughs> so, you know, they're going out with a bang, Kev. They made sure that if this is going to be the last time they do a Fight Island, they're going to make you stay there for nine goddamn hours. It feels a little like they're they're just
0: planning on three fights not happening. They're like, well, all right, fuck it, we'll just play. I to think succeed. you're there right. You know. I
1: think that's actually part of the design that they've put into this whole beast. Two people are going to test positive. Who cares? <laughs> and at some point, who knows? Maybe one of the men fights one of the women. It just we'll have to wait and see. <sighs> we never. Masvidal will take on
0: Nunez. <laughs> Um,
1: one hundred percent.
0: That will do it for us this week at Verbal Tap. Go check out No Gear BJJ. No, <laughs> no BJJ Gear dot com. I almost did the No Gear. I even see it. I was like, Nope, I'm not reading that right. You know, No Gear Gear dot com.
1: If you made the mistake I did, which is what I was there doing, you you obviously a, you it was did for test. them.
0: It was just for people. You
1: did that so that we can test if they listen to the exactly. whole episode. Exactly. That'll do it for us tonight at Verbal Tap. I'm Kevin. Thanks for listening. Good night and good fight.